yeah! All aboard, ladies and gentlemen! It's We're Not Saying, We're Just Saying. I'm one of your hosts, as you already know, JJ McLash. Across from me, as always, I'm happy to see him. Kinger, Ian King. Kinger, how you doing today, baby? I'm doing great, JJ. You? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. You want to know why, Kinger? Why's that? Somebody got promoted at work today. Congratulations. Woo! That is what I'm talking about. That's got me in a good mood. Oh, and it's Friday today. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So, usually, we're recording here at our, we're not saying, we're just saying studios Wednesday. I do a little bit of editing. It comes out on Friday. Today, we're just going to do it all today. Because, why not? Here we are. What else do we have to do on a Friday night? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, welcome to the show, folks. We're happy to have you back. We're happy to be back. Let's talk about some things that we discussed last week. Mainly what's going to be the topic of this show for the next coming weeks. And that's playoffs. Playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. playoffs. Um, now, before we dive in to the NHL playoffs, I'm sitting here looking at my NHL bracket. Kinger's got his in front of him. And uh, I think we just need to start off with the obvious. What about you, Kinger? Oh, those Jets. Those Jets. I just, I don't know what to say. That was one depressing series. And, yeah, that's the... We just, we it sat here, it says it all. we sat here two weeks ago, it was tied 2-2, they were down 2-0, and we turn around, and every now and then, it just, why? Why, Kinger? I don't have an answer. I've been thinking of why for the last week and a half. Um, maybe all those rumors of dressing room problems was true. Sounds like I, Mr. Wheeler is a bit of a prick from what I've been hearing. Well, I mean, how I would be a prick if we were expected to do what we were supposed to do and we did not even close to half of it. Yeah, I don't know. Two games? I mean, we expected to win two series at least, no oh, two least. games. Yeah. So now, we always, you know, me, I'm a, I, I'm a pretty positive guy. I try to look at the outlook here, and again, mentioning our brackets, I have never filled out a more shittier bracket in my entire life than this NHL playoff one. And I gotta say, I've got a lot of the same feedback from everybody around, and I know you are, are feeling the same. Not one. Number one seed made it past the first round. Not one. Like, I mean... Calgary, gone. Nashville, see ya. See ya. Washington, well, game seven lost in double OT against Carolina. Oh, Carolina. Those powerhouses. Oh, that storm surge. Oh, my goodness. Holy... And then, well, Tampa, I mean... Well, I think we discussed it last episode. I mean, right? let's not dwell on the... Let's not dwell on that. We talked enough about that yes. last last week. I mean, let's just take care of them just like Columbus did. So, um, yeah. I picked Boston and the Islanders... But then I have them both losing in the next round, so my bracket is completely shot. Yeah, I have Boston and the Islanders in the East final, so that's still possible. Uh, West, I did not have one correct. Neither did I. (laughs) So now, playing Captain Hindsight, looking at the series, we got Carolina up on the Islanders 3-0 right now. And as we speak, the game is tied 1-1, two minutes left in the first. There you go. Columbus, Boston 2-2, Dallas, St. Louis 2-2, Avs tied up last night with Mm -hmm. San Jose Mm 2-2. Here we are, Kinger. What do you see going down? Because, I mean, I should say what I feel, but what the hell do um, I know? I, I see St. Louis getting past Dallas. I, 
I just don't have the confidence in the stars. I really don't. That's um, interesting because you actually did have quite a bit of confidence in them last couple episodes. You're a, against Nashville, I did. Really? I don't like them against St. Louis. Interesting. I mean, I know so, they played them well the other night. So it's the but, matchup that you... Yeah, all right, all yeah. right. Um, <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to pick the Islanders to come back from 3-0. I mean, I mean, we've it seen it. We've, we've seen, seen it happen. happen. So, I'm hoping it happens for my bracket and my <laughs> and say, my draft sake. I hope look, it happens, but I don't see it. I mean, let's be honest. Our hockey knowledge IQ to everybody listening at home is like way down. Yeah. Like they, I, I mean, well, my confidence level is shot. I, just, well, the, I, have, I have no idea. I mean, your confidence level. I mean, I had no idea what was going on, and I am baffled. So, and the other two series, I, 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 I'm cheering for Boston because again. The bracket and my player draft, I have two Bruins in there. But it would be kind of nice to see the Columbus make a run, wouldn't it? It's just, it's so funny because we're talking about the sports markets and where the NHL or the NBA would prefer those games to be played. I just think a Columbus, New York, like our Columbus, Carolina. Columbus, Colorado. Like, final would be hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> in the East Conference, I think it's Columbus and Carolina. In the, the, the Eastern Final. Mean, yeah. Exactly, the Eastern Final. That's yeah, hilarious in it's itself. It's very, very possible. <laughs> but Colorado, Dallas, Colorado, like yeah. St. Louis, that's not an ideal situation for anybody no. in the NHL. No. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know who the NHL would want to come out of the West, to be perfectly honest. Probably with the Sharks, I guess. I mean, California, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they got all the stars in that team, right? Barry Carlson, Brent Burns. Very true. Kitcher's having a hell of a playoff. Good time. Yep. Now, that's that's it. So, who do you think with those teams remaining? Who do you think has the best shot to win it right now? Who's looking the best to win right? it all? To win it all. I don't know. I mean, and that's the thing is Carolina. like, like I, as of right now, Carolina look like looks. Team. As of like right now, Carolina looks like the best team, which I cannot believe I'm saying out of my own mouth right now. Card. Oh no, sorry, Columbus was my mm-hmm. They were the first wild card, but they're still a wild card. <laughs> and I mean, I guess for your bracket's sake, you did pick Boston to go all the way, so it's not like you're not cheering against Boston. It's just, you know, we're hoping the other half of your bracket was going to be correct. Yeah. Mine too. What are you going to do? Well, but on the, the player draft, we were going to mention a little bit last episode. There's actually some money involved in this one. So I would like Boston to get to the final because I got two Bruins there. And I got two Islanders. So Whoa. either one of those teams that makes it there would be nice. How is the, your uh, player draft looking? Uh, I'm third out of ten. Not bad. Um, for picking ninth out of ten? Yes, not too bad. I have six players left. I'm guaranteed to lose at least two because I have Panarin and Ajo along with two Islanders and two Bruins. Mm. Um, the guy in first has only, he's, I think I'm 12 points back and he has only three stars left. Oh, wow. But the guy in second is loaded up in the Sharks. I think he has Kitcher, Burns, possibly Carl. Mm. I think he has six Sharks. I can't remember all of them. Not bad. He scared me, so I'm really hoping Colorado squeaks one. No kidding. And I know, well, I was talking to Tom Tommy Barton last night, big abs fan, oh, and it's just, I can't. Now I just... don't want them to win to sneak by, just they don't have to put up with his crap. <laughs> we don't have to put up with his crap. He lives in BC now. Uh, Do you go on Instagram? Do you go on Facebook? <laughs> uh, it's everywhere. I talk to him enough. It's just, I, don't, oh. I, don't, I don't need to follow Love him. You, okay. Love you, Tommy. Uh, good old T-Bone Stallone. So, moving on from hockey playoffs, yeah, of course we'll be, of course we'll be okay, back. Can we just? Yeah. Oh, that feels good. Yep, that feels That's real just... good. Yeah. One more time. Yep. Ah, trash it, junk it, <laughs> is the is the proper phrase there. Going from a terrible bracket 
to a fantastic bracket, at least for me, a perfect first round for the boy on the NBA bracket. I might be yeah, out. There was no little... upsets. Exactly. But at the same time, there were some really exciting series in the first round. So Denver, San Antonio went to seven games, stretched out there. You know, I didn't see that coming. Oh, I. San Antonio is such a playoff team. Greg Popovich has that team so playoff ready at all po- at all points. It's scary. Yeah, you can never really count them out. They sneak in at number seven. Doesn't matter. You probably only name me one player in that team though. <laughs> uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. Uh, Demar Derozan. Oh uh, yeah, Patty Mills. Patty Mills. Yes. So I can I can do a couple, um, but you're right. They are like the Patriots, where it's just like okay, we're gonna find. Manu Ginobili with the 60th pick in the draft. He's going to lead our team to three championships over the next, you know, half. Where did Tony minute. Parker go back in the day? Late second round. Was he late? Yeah. So it was back in the time where Europeans were not taken that high. Mm-hmm. And if they were, it was like, Ooh, well, what are they doing? So, and usually they're probably big men, too, that they're being taken out of point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at that point, they had Robinson and Duncan in their front court. So yeah. they were looking for the next point guard. That makes sense. Portland OKC, I know you're, Ugh. and I'm sorry about that, but holy, Ugh. holy shit, Damian Lillard, holy shit! Can I take you through my reaction when he made that buzzer beater shot? I cannot wait. So I, it's well documented. I'm an OKC fan. I'm sitting there. It was, it was a tie game, correct? He's killing time. I so I'm like, okay, all right. Oh, he's taking this shot. Great, over. Oh, what? What? <laughs> uh. I, I think I sat in silence when I was watching the game with my roommate. I sat in silence for about 30 seconds, and then I just cursed all hell. That was <laughs> so, ridiculous. So you're, you're on Team Paul George where he says that was a bad shot? It was a horrible shot. That's what, that's <laughs> a tie game, and that's the shot you take? Uh, man, if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. I, I guess, but fuck. What a shot. <laughs> yeah, what a Ser- shot. That second time he has a series ender buzzer beater. No, like that was a half court shot. He's literally from the. Like, that's why they call him Logo Lillard. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Go was, Denver. <laughs> Freaking Portland. <laughs> so, you knew I was. You know I'm a Dame guy, but I do have the Nuggets beating them. Although it is tied one one right now. Um, Jamal Murray, man, Canadian. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, who mm-hmm. is just again mm-hmm. a next level player. Transitioning into that positionless basketball, where everybody, no matter size, is going to do everything. Mm-hmm. So, too bad they're going to lose to Golden State in the next round. On the East side, Philly pretty much handled Brooklyn after some beef going on there. They lost Game One, did they not? They did, yeah. and so, but it was hilarious because do you? And I, I already know this answer. You know who Jared Dudley is? I do. Really? He used to play for the Suns. Okay, you are right. So Jared Dudley, in his press conference after game one, just like went off about how average Ben Simmons was in the half court. And mm-hmm. like Ben Simmons just took it personally and absolutely... I never saw that. No, he took he took them to that series for sure. <laughs> I actually got to watch game one of Milwaukee and Boston of uh, the second round. Mm-hmm. It was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, I was at Underdogs with, uh, with my in-law and Abby and we're watching like there's TVs everywhere mm-hmm. so there's baseball going on there's basketball and there's hockey as well so I'm kind of glancing between you know talking as well eating some food so I look at it and there's about eight minutes till halftime and Boston's up 41 to 28 or something I'm like holy shit mm-hmm. 
I take my eyes away for what I think is like two minutes, but I look back, it's halftime, it's 46-46. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I should better, I better pay attention. I then watch the first little bit, again, it's tied, go back into my conversation, look back no more than eight minutes into the third quarter, Celtics are up 20. Like, I, yeah, I didn't watch too much of that game, I popped back and forth. I Milwaukee watching. did not want to score. Everything they put up just would not go in. Mm-hmm. But there, where uh, that series is at one-one as well. The only series that are at advantages is Philadelphia is two-one uh, over the Raps currently. Both you and I have the Raps beating the Sixers to move on. Correct. The uh, and then of course Golden State up two-zero on Houston. Houston does not look like they stand any one of a chance. On that note, did you see James Harden's eyes after he got raked by Draymond Green? I did. Yeah, that was, that was really bad. Like really bad. Mm-hmm. His. I was legitimately half red, half white. It looked like a Pepsi logo. So it was it was gross. Either way, dirty Draymond or not, they're going to... I mean, even though when they lost Boogie, you and I sat here and we said, they won They won those without him anyway. What do they need do him you for? Do Houston at least one game at home? Sweet. I, don't, I think it's going to be a sweep. No. People are really hating on the way Chris Paul plays basketball right now. And Chris Paul has been like the epitome of what you want your point guard to be for a long time. Mm-hmm. On that note, we talked about Wheeler being a shitty teammate or a little bit of a prick. Apparently, same thing about Chris Paul, which, I and I was going to say, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I'd be a little grumpy too if everybody in my draft class had uh, rings or you know uh, <laughs> championships or you know success. And he's still thinking. He's still thinking, man, I should have been traded to the damn Lakers. Stupid David Stern, xing off that trade. Adam Silver would never let that happen. So, now, I found it interesting that Kawhi had never lost a game to the 76ers in his career. I heard that. That Until until the playoffs. I guess they didn't. But that's the thing is, well, the Spurs played the 76ers twice Mm -hmm. every year. Yeah. So, he must, like I said, he only played them probably like 10 times, if that. I think it was like 13 or 14 or something like that. But he looked. He looked really, like, I'm not in the game. I mean, after the game, Kawhi Leonard visibly looked, like, disturbed. And well, nobody else is coming to play. Can you believe that Joel Embiid threw down a windmill dunk in-game, like, in the fourth quarter? Like, I didn't see it. Oh, it. He flexed after, too, you know, that Did big it? that oh, big yeah. character. Yeah. An actual down-the-middle-lane pump fakes, defend, Siakam jumps, drives past him, windmills down the lane full speed. Wow. In the half court. I was like you, it and there was a, <laughs> there they go to the TNT guys afterwards the NBA on TNT mm-hmm. probably one of the best sport oh, basketball shows to yeah. watch, and they said, if I'm Nick Nurse, we're watching film tomorrow. I'm just gonna play Joel Embiid windmill dunking over and over and over again and just say any questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm listen. I am not by any means a big Raptors fan, okay? Mm-hmm. But Canadian side of me definitely has me cheering for them. For sure, me too. I want them to do well, and I would love to see them play Milwaukee in the next round. I do have the Bucks beating them because I believe Giannis is the best player in the planet right now. Having said that, they don't win. I believe Kawhi is gone. Raptors are in shot serious in serious trouble. Yeah, I mean Kyle Kyle Lowry is just. Does, like, is there another Kyle Lowry? 
Like, does his, like, evil twin, like, Lyle Cowery show up or something? Like, you know, during playoffs, and it's like, okay, now here we go. Like, he was okay in was game No, it was one. game two when he finally hit a jump shot. Yeah. Game one, he did not hit one. Or was it game that, two? That, that, was, no, in, was, game uh, that two. was in the first series. Right. Yeah, no, game one, he's, he played okay. Everybody, everybody was good in game one. Kawhi was unbelievable. And I want to be sound too biased, but he officiated in game two. So. Holy crap. I, and you know what? It's not even just in the Raptors game. Mm-hmm. It's been across all games. Mm-hmm. Back to Chris Paul. Last night when they no, they lost anyway. But in game two, the Warriors got a foul call and KD is doing his whole, you know, like, what do you mean? He's got his hands out. You know, whoa, me? Mm-hmm. And Chris Paul is actually standing there clapping, being like, finally you called something. <laughs> like, literally he says that. And yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get teed up. Well, that's another thing. The technicals are just ridiculous. Refs are so sensitive. I mean, what, what do you... Did you hear, like, a mic'd up uh, show of the NHL? Where the players are talking to the refs? Holy crap, no kidding. <laughs> like, I mean... Even look at an NBA ref wrong, you're getting a T. That's what I'm saying. That the NHL... NHL mic'd up is some of the craziest mic'd up... It's hilarious. Like, they just non-stop... Like, it's non-stop trash talk mm-hmm. the entire time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the NFL mic'd up series is great... But it's just on one player, and it's, like, under their shoulder pads, right? Mm-hmm. So you can really only hear one of them. Mm-hmm. The NHL one, I don't know where they have the mics at. They got mics in the boards. Holy, no kidding, they do. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, I mean, like, even going to a Jets, hell, a freaking moose game, I'm watching these guys, and they just don't stop. Yeah. I'm like, play the game. <laughs> play it. Hockey players, man. Man, seriously. <laughs> so... Basketball playoffs, NHL playoffs. I, again, my bracket's still looking good, King. Your bracket's still looking uh, I good. I've only got one wrong. I had OKC. I was going to say, and it was your... Portland. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have been losing to Denver, so it's not like it kills me. Yep. So far, so good. Hopefully, Toronto can uh, make a comeback here. Because I got Toronto losing in the final to Golden State. So. Yep. Well, uh, unless Steph, Clay, and KD all go down, like, there's just... I just don't see it. So... Never I mean, know. You never know. You're Crazier right. Crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened. Columbus beaten Tampa before enough. Like a, like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. That's it for playoffs today, folks. Oh, let's, uh, I guess we don't have to shred. Have to tear this one. I was going to say, don't have to tear one. that one up. That's a good one. Moving on to some football. Before we dive into the NFL and actually a little bit of the CFL as well, we're going to talk about our sponsor here at We're Not Saying, We're Just Saying, the Winnipeg Football Collective. They actually just wrapped up their indoor session for uh, 2019 and have crowned their division champions. So we're going to give them all a shout out here today on We're Not Saying, We're Just Saying. Uh, again, congratulations to everybody that participated and uh, and won some uh, some sweet purple t-shirts. They were purple this, this year. Those. Yeah, they were flashy. Very spiffy. Groundwork Creative Co. and uh, KB2 Clothing, sponsors of the collective. <laughs> Uh, so, starting in Division 5, we have the Bomb Squad that took home the championship over Skills Velocity. Fun fact for you, Kinger, Div- the Bomb Squad is actually made up of pretty much all of Oak Park's junior varsity football team. You're kidding. Bunch of 15, 16-year-olds taking home the ship, practicing their... Uh, and you know what? I got to say, there's no better way for receivers and QBs to stay in rhythm mm-hmm. than by throwing all season. So, okay, absolutely. Yeah. Kudos to them. Shout out to Oak Park, of course. That's um, my alma mater. I can say no all. Shame. No shame whatsoever. Division four. The champions are the Last Supper, uh, who took down the superheroes in training. 
the Division Four Last Supper is mainly made up of the Transcona Nationals program. A uh, bunch of my friends on that team. Shout out to uh, Drew Hawkins, Nick Martins, uh, Brendan O'Calley, uh, Nolan Jackson. Great bunch of ball players. Look out for them for the Transcona Nationals Majors program this year. Um, they're uh, they're looking to win another one. Bunch they're of Mustangs. Yeah, I was going. Kinger is a Mustang. So. Uh, Division three, the diving snatch uh, took down the fifth string phenoms. Hold on, the, the the what? The diving snatch. Carry on. Yep. Nope. You heard, heard you, you heard me correctly. <laughs> on that note, I actually also have a bunch of buddies on that team. Uh, shout out to uh, Skinny Dubs, Rob Jackson, Ben Shea, Travis Klupp, and uh, Nate Coswin. Uh, Coswin MVP of that game. He scored all of their touchdowns. And uh, shout out to that. Uh, shout out to that guy. I uh, I. I look forward to throwing you the ball later, my friend. Division two, the Intramurinals take down the Milkmen in Division two. Uh, shout out to Josh Robinson, who uh, won a Division two and a Elite Division title that night. Also signed his commitment to play with the University of Manitoba Bisons. Congratulations! All right, shout out to you, Josh. Love you there, kiddo. Great job. Division one, the Dogs take home the division, the coveted Division one title. A uh, couple listeners on that show, a couple listeners of ours uh, on that exact team, Kinger. Sh- a shout out to Ev Jackson, uh, Corey Jarman, uh, D'Lo. Congrats, guys. Much appreciated. Well done. Well done. And then, of course, for the elite division, or known as the touring division, so these are the teams that travel across Canada, uh, some high-level high football there. Uh, Polk, Polk High is going to win the touring division there. Uh, great game by quarterback Neil McKernan, but I got to say, his team... And the Polkai, Polkai, like they, they look unreal. Garrison Trinder, Cole Burfoot, like they, they, they make almost every catch. So, if you want to ever put on a show, watch a show of free football, folks, go check out a touring division game. It'll light up your life. Um, that's the uh, that's the collective champions overview. Congratulations to everybody in the collective that won some uh, some hardware and some T-shirts this past weekend. We look forward to, and the collective looks forward to, um, more success in the coming season. So that's it. Great job, everybody. But now it's time to move on to professional football. The NFL draft, we spoke about it on last well, last episode. I got to say, Kinger, uh, for what I thought was going to happen with my team, the Colts, I pretty much nailed that one right on the head. You did. They not only traded down, but when they did, they took a corner with their first pick. And one that I happen to like. Before I start to get all giddy about how my Colts did, why don't we talk about uh, the Falcons and the Cowboys and uh, what they what they did uh, or what you liked for them for the draft? Well, I think I said I really wanted the Falcons to take a, a player in the secondary. Mm-hmm. But they also needed help on the offensive line. That they did. Well, they pretty much shored that up with uh, Chris Lindstrom out of Boston College. He's yeah. the number one rated guard. N- number one guard. Yep. And then he's got a beast of a tackle, um, Caleb McGarry out of Washington. There you go. Oh, it's a mean-looking man right there. Yep. So I, I'm pretty pleased with that. There you are. Um, you got to realize Keanu Neal's coming back from mm-hmm. injury. Mm-hmm. He missed all of last year, so maybe that would be a, their draft selection or free agent signing. For the Cowboys, they didn't have a first round pick because of uh, the trade. Amari Cooper. But they did take a defensive tackle, uh, Tristan Hill, out of UCF. So don't know much about him, but hey, he seems to be seems defensive like tackle. Hits. We said that you needed, needed that. We so. said you needed it. So. And, yeah, so my Colts obviously had a theme, and that was to be athletic and big on defense. Not really shocking that most of their picks were exactly that. So not only did I think they were going to trade down, they did. 
And I was very disappointed because, I mean, not disappointed, but I had been waiting, watching the draft for, at that point, you know, two hours, a little bit over two hours, waiting for the Colts pick. It's like four minutes into the 10-minute clock, and there the trade is in. I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course. Maybe it was a blockbuster. You never know. Yeah, well, that's here's the thing. is So with their their sec, with their with first pick, which was in the second round, they took Rock Yassin, which is a corner from Temple. This man is big, and he's physical, and he can cover. Mm-hmm. And when you got to play DeAndre twice a year, when the, D, when the Titans are bolstering up their receiving core in the draft, we need it. And mm-hmm. we got to play Pat Mahomes this year. We got to play the Saints. We got to play the Steelers. Like all these guys have elite receive. All these teams have elite receivers that we need to be able to cover. Oh, do you do elite? Absolutely. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. I would put him in the top five. But... I mean, top ten, I would. Yeah. I th- I maybe I'm a little bit more high on Juju than most, but I think he'd be top ten. I think it's just my hate for the Steelers coming up there. Hey, and that's fair. That is totally fair. With our next pick, they basically took two Darius Leonard's with their next th- two other next three picks. They picked Ben Banagu from TCU, who's an edge rusher that can either play outside or middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. Then they also skipping a pick. They took another Stanford linebacker, Bobby ok Okakiri. Sorry, I not troubles pronouncing. Mr. Alphabet will call him. That's right. So. But the one that they traded for, so the pick that they traded with Washington was the 59th pick, and they ended up scoring Paris Campbell, who I'm not sure if you know Kinger. He ran the fastest 40 this year, and he's an Ohio State slot receiver. Okay. Frank Reich's number one guy on the draft board for offense this year was Paris Campbell. Hmm. He thinks that he basically in a press conference after the draft said, well, guys, it's not fair. <laughs> like, it's really not fair because you sit here and every day like, oh, we don't need more guys. We don't need more guys. And then these guys follow us and we take them. And it's like, this just isn't fair. Like, how are we going to, like, how can we get everybody the ball and how can we get everybody these touches? More Make a trade and bring in something that you're, you're lacking. Exactly. Then for essentially the rest of the draft, they went safety, safety, DB, linebacker, defensive end, and then they, they finished with an offensive tackle. Um, so... Basically, yeah, everything that I expected them to do, they did. They did not take... What did I say? All those years of uh, playing Madden finally paid off, right? You're right. Mr. GM. Exactly. So, I'm not, not to say I'm armchair GM, but I obviously know you're my... You're not saying, you're just, just saying. Correct. <sighs> but I got to say, uh, with, a holding, with a Colts holding a massive L in free agency, uh, big W for, big w for the Colts. Ex- correct, and I believe they crushed it. Uh, I later found out that not only was Paris Cotton, or, or Paris Campbell, pardon me, um, Frank Reich's number one guy, but their number one defensive rated guy for corner was Rocky Sin. So they got their number one guy on defense and their number one guy on offense. I think that if the entire room, and you get your favorite two guys, mm-hmm. and you get them at the bottom of, like at the, the top of the second and in the middle of the second, those are your guys. Mm-hmm. You're obviously... You're happy. You're doing but your... are your scouts that stupid or is everybody else that stupid? I just... Remains I, to be seen. Remains that's to be seen. the fun seen. part of the draft. Huh? Exactly. Now, speaking of fun part of the draft, I sent you that video about Pat McAfee announcing that pick. Hilarious. What a gem, okay? This guy has got to be... Like, Did you catch that game he called for... I think it was Fox. It he was... And, like they, and, they had the, and they had the fake field goal yeah. touchdown. It was that was hilarious. He needs to call more games this year. And that's the thing is he actually was in the running to replace 
um, Witten for Monday Night Football. But they uh, – I can't you know, see them putting him on the national. They can't. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is, like, yeah. he just won't he, – he has a lot of support from, like, I gave him support. People <laughs> like us. The inter- like, exactly. The internet. Mm-hmm. The internet loves this guy. Mm-hmm. At the same time, TV networks do not yeah, love this you're guy. You're not putting him on national TV. To call it like a Falcons Tampa Bay game, that's not going to be national TV. I'd love for that. Please make it happen. However, there is already a petition out there for him to announce every pick next year. Every team? Every team. No, every every team. team. Every team. I'll sign that petition. That's where is it? It's out there. I've already signed it, so I can send it to you. Will he get booed like a deli or something? Heck no. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Uh, Man, that's always so funny, though. Did you see the turnout at that draft? Uh, it was in Nashville, right? Yeah, so... They, they shut down lower Broadway, right? Yeah, so a couple things about that. One, the highest draft attendance ever was that one. Mm-hmm. They had 80,000 people there on that street. Wow. 80,000. The wow. next closest in total volume of people mm-hmm. last year in Dallas, mm-hmm. 35,000. Mm-hmm. Well, can you imagine the amount of people that would have traveled to go to that? It's Nashville. Probably it looked like it was a beautiful day out that day. It, well, it rained actually for most of, for the first for the, for the first, first like fifteen yeah for the first like fifteen picks. Maybe I, maybe I saw the second round. That was a nice day, but well, better I didn't watch the draft better story. And the I'm gonna I'm gonna be upset with myself if I didn't send this to you because I've been a good I've been a good podcast partner and uh-huh. been sending you good good links. So get this, did you did I send you the one about the bachelorette party? No. Okay, so some girl set up her bachelorette party for that week in Nashville, had zero idea that the NFL draft was going oh on. Oh, my God. Her and her wedding party could not get into one bar, could not get into one club, could not, like, couldn't even get into their hotel room. Because they couldn't get into their hotel room? They couldn't even, like, it was overbooked. Oh, my God. Wow. So she... Do you think her fiancé knew and just didn't say anything? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> but talk about getting trolled. And, like, imagine, like, just trying to, like, go out and celebrate. And, like, you are shoulders with everybody. Just, like, penguin walking through everybody. Like, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me. Just here to celebrate my <laughs> my future wedding. I feel kind of bad for her. <laughs> I mean, me too, but it was funny. That's hilarious. You need, like... You gotta and, do some research. And if you see the picture of, like, her face, like, at the news article, she just looks so depressed. Not that that is funny, think, but it's funny. You think hotel prices would be ridiculous that weekend? Exactly. You, you see that? Okay, what's going on? <laughs> How does things like just not? <sighs> it's called common sense, and some people just don't have it. I mean, I really hope her fiance knew. <laughs> that really, would be hilarious. I really hope so. He was probably there. <laughs> he was out of the draft. Oh, that is even better. <laughs> oh, I hope all these are true. Oh, we can only we can only hope, Kinger. We can only hope. Maybe one day we'll find out. Now, back to the draft. Our teams aside, mm-hmm. who do you think the winners and losers were for draft day? The losers, those New York football giants. Uh, I don't. Th- so I love it. Though. Do you think the Giants are the new Browns? God, I hope so. Because I hate them so much. I was going to say the Cowboys fan in you hopes so uh, so but, so much. Yeah. It's it's looking that way. I mean, I mean they got the best running back in the league, arguably one of the best, top three. You think they're gonna? He can't touch the ball six hundred times a year. Well, he's gonna this year. And he's not. He's gonna get hurt. <laughs> what do you think of them saying that Daniel Jones could sit behind Eli Manning for three years? Three. I never heard that quote. Three years. 
Eli should have been done two years ago. Eli, so the thing, I did send you this meme, and I know you got that one, but the one where it says Daniel Jones looks like the guy they hired to play Eli Manning in a movie about Peyton yeah. Manning's life. Yeah, that was a good one. What are you? What is going on in the Giants' war room where they're taking Daniel Jones at six? At six, I don't. I, if I don't Eli's gonna play yeah. for three more years, six. And Gettleman went on went on air saying that he had he knew, air quotations he knew, that Daniel Jones was um, targeted by two teams before they could pick again at seventeen. Hmm. I fucking doubt it. Uh, the Dolphins right now. Um, who goes? I'm 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 sorry. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Who goes to Duke to play football? People who don't get scholarships. This is true. Okay. He was the 86th best quarterback in NCAA football this past season. 86th. I didn't hear that. That's hilarious. Based off ratings, so stats and ratings. Okay. <laughs> How? I'm just... I don't know. I'm, I've, I'm sitting there with Paige. I'm si- Of course, me too. I'm sitting there with Paige, and both him and I are saying, it's Haskins. It's Haskins. Yeah. It's Haskins. Yes, the Ohio State guy, correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Him and I laughed so hard. And then when we I've saw... Never, pe- never then when we saw people reacting to him, like reacting to the pick live, like mm-hmm. the Giants fans, yeah. we started laughing harder. Were they in tears? Or they like their face just like open. New York like, angry. New, like the New York like gasp for like, mm-hmm. uh, what? <laughs> Who? Hmm? Yeah. Golf Yeah. Golf now, the thing is, is their next two picks were good. Because Dexter Lawrence out of Clemson, yeah. very good. Um, Can't th- then they also player. went and got DeAndre Baker, who I believe was my favorite corner this year to be drafted. Out of Georgia. Okay. Yep. So I think they crushed those two picks. Problem is, they didn't crush the first one, which was the most important one, which makes them a loser. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, who's going to catch a pass in New York? Sterling, Sterling Shepard, okay. Golden Tate, yeah. and Evan Ingram. Yeah. Too bad nobody can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. We have a shitty O-line, do they not? Uh, yeah, like, and that's the thing, is, like, how could they not go with, like, Lindstrom there or, you know, At like... Six? Yeah. Yeah. Like, or the number one tackle in the draft, Jonah Williams, went to the Bengals a couple picks later. Yeah. I, I just... Big swing and a miss there. If Eli... And by the way, I mean, I'm trying to get you trained up and coached up on college football, but if you knew the quarterbacks next year... For the like the 2020 draft, mm-hmm. it. That guy from Clemson's up, right? So no, fuck no. He's eighteen, bro. He's got. He has to play at least two more years. You're kidding? No, he was. He was barely. Is it, is it Tua that's up next year? Next yeah. Year? So Tua's up. Out, out of Alabama. Yeah. So Tua, uh, Justin Herbert from Oregon. Um, like I could go off right now with the list. Jake Frum from Georgia. Like the list is big, and there are studs. These ones this year? You mean to tell me you're going to reach for Daniel Jones at six? You've got to be fucking kidding me. And that's what I mean. Yeah. Even doesn't if, make any sense. But. So, and again, Tua next year? Like, uh, like there's so many good ones next year. I'm just shocked. Shocked. Winners, though, Kinger. I have two specific winners, but I want to hear who you got to, 
who you like. That's not either the Falcons or the Cowboys that you think had a good draft day. Draft days. Well, I like Frisco getting Nick Bosa. That too. It's yeah. crazy. It's hard to give him a, a win when they're drafting at two. But the thing is, is the I think they said four to the last five years with their top pick, the 49ers have taken a defensive lineman, and it's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, Solomon Thomas, four. Wow. Yeah, so that D-line better be stacked. It will be. Also, both and Bosa's they, they playing. they get a D4, too? Did they yeah. get him from yeah, uh, they do. KC? Mm-hmm. He's more of a linebacker, though. Yeah, but they the reason that they went out and got him is because they've, uh, they're switching to a 4-3, ah. and so they need, him on the, they need him on the line. But Nick Bosa's going to play every down. Shit, it's gonna that de, that defense is. They also got Quan Alexander mm-hmm. from Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. Yeah, I think San Fran's gonna turn some heads this year, especially if and you know Jimmy G. I was gonna, gonna say I'm not too injury. too crazy about Jimmy. At the same time, he can he can play still. Mm-hmm. So I think San Fran's gonna turn the, turn some heads this year. Tough division. Though. Tough division. Tough division. DK going to DK going to Seattle makes a lot of sense to me. I'm sorry, who? DK falling to Seattle. Oh, I see. That one uh, made a lot of sense to me. I have two specific winners, Kinger. One of them I really don't want to call a winner, but I have to. And the other one, I'm actually more proud of them this year. Um, the team I'm proud of, and I believe one, is the Washington Redskins. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Is in the past years, and hey, have you ever watched any of the Gridiron Heights videos that Bleacher yeah. Report does where they cartoon up the NFL? I have not. Hilarious. Dan Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, loves two things. Star quarterbacks and players from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Every year, it seems like they're trading up or they're, you know, like, and it all started with the RG3 bundle trade, right? Traded the, the farm for them. Mm-hmm. It, it, worked, it looked like it was a great, great move. After one season. And it's gone. Mm-hmm. This year, they knew they needed a quarterback. They knew they needed to beef up the defense. And they let it come to them. They trusted the board. They trusted the process and let it come to them. So they get to pick their guy, Dwayne Haskins, who, in my biased podcast opinion, is the best quarterback from this year's draft class. Over Kyler Murray? Over Kyler Murray. So I will say that. Kyler Murray is a a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. athlete, Once-in-a-lifetime athlete. Quarterback's different. 100%. A little bit different. The other thing is, though, is I do believe, side note, Arizona – Good draft day. They absolutely bolstered their offense. They basically said Cliff Kingsbury, the new head coach, who's an offensive genius, just said, "Yeah, we're gonna try and we're just gonna score some points." Mm-hmm. And so they went out. He got his guy. I also really hate that they traded Josh Rosen because they traded up for him last year. Not in a good team. Not in a good scenario. Traded him for the forty eighth pick. Give me a break. That's, he's in Miami now, right? Yeah. So and you know what? I'm happy he's there. Good on him. Enjoy your enjoy your time in South Beach. So, back to back to Washington though. They traded with us with when I say us the Colts. They traded with Mr. the Colts. Assistant GM. Correct. Us. Holla at me, Chris. I, I'm here for you, baby. Uh, with that, they traded up. I thought the Colts were going to pull the trigger on Montez Sweat because kids are freak. Ran that crazy had that crazy combine, mm-hmm. but obviously wasn't high enough on the board for the Colts. They knew what they wanted to do. Washington trades up, grabs them. So both those players that they picked are in the top three of each of their positional categories and both in the top 15 of all players. Picking at 26 and at 
I believe, 14 or 15. Very, very reasonable. Rest of the draft, they also did very well. They got Bryce Love from Stanford, who should have probably been the first running back off the board this year, but he tore his ACL, of course, right before the bowl games. Mm -hmm. That's going to hurt your draft stock, Mm -hmm. especially. My other winner, though, the one I don't want to talk about and don't want to commend, but I will, is the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars. Let me tell you about that. So rewind to last weekend watching the draft. I'm watching Josh Allen, the number one rated outside linebacker, fall and fall and fall. And I look to Paige and I say, Paige, if the Jags take Josh Allen right here, I'm going to throw my phone. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck as if that defense needed to get any goddamn better. Like, they lost uh, Fowler last year, so they need, a little, so, they need a little bit of help, right? Okay. Like, that defense is ridiculous at the linebacking position. Miles Jack, Telvin Smith. Now you're going to add Josh. Now you're going to add Josh Allen? Like, give me a break, man. <laughs> I mean, please get Jalen Ramsey out of there. I Rumor has he wants to get out. Please. Don't blame him. Yeah, well, thank God. I want him out of our division. I was praying the Cowboys were going to take him those years ago, but of course they got to take Zeke. I was one of them to take Ramsey that year, too. I know. I didn't want we, Zeke. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. So back when we were just chatting about this stuff, not mm-hmm. recording this stuff. <laughs> but yeah, then not only did they get Josh Allen, but then their first pick in the second round, they get the number two rated offensive tackle, Jawan Howard. Like, oh my. Okay, big win there. Next win didn't happen for a couple rounds, in my opinion, but they got Gardner Minshew, who is a quarterback for Washington State, who was the third best quarterback statistically this year in college football. Mm -hmm. Now, they also run an air raid offense, so he's throwing the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. But Nick Foles is not the long-term solution. Oh, no, he's a a stopgap. And so if Gardner Minshew can play well in the preseason – I think the Jags might look to him to be the future versus taking one of those stud cues that I mentioned about next year. Depending where their draft uh, ranking is next year, right? 100%. And usually it's top 10 knowing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, now. You said they have had the best defense in the league. Well, they, I didn't – whoa, whoa, whoa. I just said that defense is ridiculous, but you're right. Like, it's, it's very good. Mm-hmm. CFL draft mm-hmm. happened last night. I'm very happy to say that the Bombers took a hometown boy, also Absolutely. also from Oak Park, Brie Oliveira. Uh, I'm not, and I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know if it's Oliveira or Oliveira. I'm not sure. I think it's Oliveira. You think you think because I need to be better and know that. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I'm just taking a guess. But fair enough. It's, it's it looks like it should be Oliveira. Either way, shout out Brady. Uh, Winnipeg is extremely proud. We're also very happy about. Well, at least I am, I should say, about what they picked with uh, the fourth and fifth spots. Losing Suk Chung, they definitely needed to uh, bolster up the O-line, which they for sure, for sure did. They took a couple of O-linemen. But Drew Desjardins, uh, O-line out of Windsor, Looks like it's looks like that's he looks like a pretty big boy there to be to be honest. Yeah, they with say you. he's got a same reputation as some chunk being a nasty uh, good player. So good, we so need it. And then Jonathan Kongbo from uh, defensive end from Tennessee. Anybody that plays in the SEC, I don't care if you tore your MCL, ACL, PCL. He Achilles. probably would have gone in the NFL draft if he didn't I, tear his ACL. You don't play in the SEC if you ain't good. Like it's Tennessee was decent this year, weren't they? Well, again, it's not just about Tennessee. Like, Tennessee is yes. 
but it's playing in the SEC oh, that yeah, like is. just makes you yeah. that much more attractive. Yeah. Early picks, uh, 25th, they took Connor Griffiths from the uh, from British Columbia, UBC. UBC Thunderbirds. Yeah. Defensive lineman. Yeah. How about a how about something that hasn't happened in a long time? Canadian quarterback taking the first pick of the third round. Um, Michael O'Connor picked to the Toronto Argonauts. Really? Yeah, uh, I got to say. What school did he go to? He went to UBC, okay. but he actually was at Penn State before then. Oh, well, there you go. So, yeah, this kid, this kid I act, I remember hearing about him a long time ago because he was the first Canadian quarterback to go to IMG Academy in Florida. Yeah. And then he went to Penn State, and then somehow, some way, he ended up at UBC. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but... Um, then we drafted a center, maybe just maybe just an O lineman from Hawaii, Asotu Eli. I like just saying that name. That's fun. Malik Richards, wide receiver from Mount Allison. Ooh, the East Coast. East Coast can produce some ballers. They sure can. Yes. Uh, another Manitoba Bison staying at home, Tariq Lachance, D lineman with a 52nd pick. I gotta say the Bombers have really been taking more Bisons than uh, than before in previous yeah. years. Yeah. Nick Hallett, a DB from Toronto, 61st pick, and Kerfala Exume, a DB from Toronto with a 70th pick. I thought he went to Montreal. Uh, it says Toronto on there. Maybe he's from Toronto. Maybe. But he definitely went to Montreal. Uh, hmm. It has all their schools there. so. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's incorrect. Fascinating. Either way, we are, we are like... Two months away from CFL football. Training camp this month. And that's what I mean. So, um, If there is, there's a chance of a lockout. Really? Yeah. I did not hear about this. No? No. No, they, they need to sign a new CBA. There's a very good chance training camp's going to start late. And they're worried it could stretch into a, a work, work stoppage. The CFLPA voted 90, 97% in favor of a work stoppage if they don't get a new CBA. Wow. Yeah. Well then. I, I can't see it happening because those guys need the, they need that paycheck. So yep. I, I don't, if it if it does happen, it'll last a week of training camp. There's no way they're missing any games. TBD, eh? Yeah. The, the CFL itself can't afford that, and the players cannot afford to not. We're not getting paycheck. an we're not getting another team if we lock out. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. So. And I want to see the schooners. I want to see the Atlantic schooners. schooners. So, ha! Huh, Forty-seven minutes of a beautiful podcast here on a Friday, May third, twenty nineteen. Kinger, I look forward to this every two weeks, man. Me this too, is, my friend. This is uh, have a lot of fun. We're having tons of fun. Next week's ep- or sorry, next episode, we are still going to be dissecting playoffs because those are still going to be going on. The conference finals, probably. Conference finals. Uh, cool. Try to get you some. Well, when's the next? Uh, when's the U.S. Open? It's uh, the PGA Championships, the next uh, major championship, because they switched up the schedule this year. Oh, okay. So PGA will be. We record on the Wednesday. The tee off for the PGA Championship will be that, that Thursday. Okay. So we'll have a little bit of a PGA uh, Championship preview. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, and you know, you know, guys, Kinger and I keep brainstorming before our episodes, and we're going to be a lot of baseball heavy stuff as uh, playoffs end. So we're not going to touch too much on uh, on baseball today. Um, although I will say it's been pretty cool to watch Vladdy Guerrero Jr.'s debut and how much they're Ooh. covering it. It's also really nice to see Dad, you know, senior watching from the box and, that was pretty and, cool. and cheering him on. his first hit. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and that's coming from a Yankees fan. So, you know, take it, take it as you will. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We have tons of fun. We hope you have lots of fun. Have fun this weekend. 
Kinger, uh, we don't have to sign off with Go Jets Go to this weekend, unfortunately. So uh, You just had to get that one in, though. Uh, one last time. All right. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday.